Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. I'm 41 years old. The average male American lives to 78. That means I have, so you 31 years left. Well, no, 37 years left. 37 years left. I have 37 years left. If, that sounds like a long time, until you say it like this. I have 37 summers left. Hmm. Yep. Like, what? So what am I going to do this summer? Because I only have 36 after that. And I only have 37 winters left. Okay, what am I going to do this winter? Because I only have that many left. Well, all of a sudden, then you become like, crunch time becomes really quick. We are here because we know the outcomes in our lives are within our control. That taking absolute ownership of how we eat, sleep, train, think, and connect with each other is how we'll optimize our health and happiness. That chasing excellence is how we grab hold of what is possible. Our mission is to live on the run, always chasing, never stopping. Greetings. Hey, Patrick. Hello, sir. How are you? Great. Today, on today's episode, we are going to talk about something that I probably spent way too much time thinking about myself, which is productivity. Um, Personally, something... That's good that you think about it. I've thought about it a lot because... As you know, um, but as I'm sure nobody else knows, I spent the last three years sort of working for myself, oftentimes by myself in a small room in my house, right? Um, And I learned really quickly after leaving uh, a company that I was with for, I don't know, eight or nine years, that there are, when you do something like that, when you sort of sort of are released from the constraints, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. of, uh, you know, a manager of a team of a whatever, you're suddenly thrust or one of the things that sort of thrust to, you know, into your responsibility is how you spend your time and making sure you spend your time uh, wisely, efficiently, effectively, all that stuff. So all that being said, I thought about productivity a lot um, because I've sort of had to so I don't get lost um, sort of on my own as I'm sort of navigating everything. So I wanted to talk to you about productivity. I know we've sort of touched around the edges of it um, mm-hmm. in the past, um, but I don't think we've ever really talked about productivity and using your time, in, uh, you know, um, uh, effectively. So the first thing I want to ask you is just when I say productivity, when you think about productivity, like what does that mean to you? How have you come to think about uh, productivity? I think that the first um, differentiator which takes uh, took me a long time to figure out what's the difference between uh, being productive and being busy. Yes. Um, so when I, in the same role that you were, when I left corporate America and became an entrepreneur and started running my own business, um, I, I confused the two greatly. I think we have talked about this a little bit, yeah. but it's a matter of like um, being busy is kind of spinning your wheels. Mm-hmm. It's you're doing stuff kind of constantly, moving from fire to fire to fire and putting them out. But and you feel of, you can feel good doing in the you moment. Feel, you yeah. feel really good because you're just you're you're it's yeah. a, it's an addiction. It mm-hmm. literally is. It, you can become like and I I went through this where I became addicted. I realized that I, I need to be more productive. And when you become more productive, you have more free time and you feel like you're not doing enough. And um, it's this it's this uh, evil cycle you can get yourself into. So the place I, I would start in that discussion is the difference between being productive and being busy, being 
productive is moving towards your goals. Being busy is just moving. Mm -hmm. You're just doing stuff. So a concrete example of that might be something along the lines of um, um, if you're being productive, you know exactly what the most important thing is you should be accomplishing this year, quarter, month, week, and day to move you towards your goals. Being um, busy is more like Imagine sitting there and spending the entire day really researching, doing a lot of stuff, digging into this whole, um, maybe you're like writing um, um, writing something or you're researching something to present to somebody, but really it doesn't have any effect long-term towards anything you're doing. You do all this research and then kind of just the next day kind of comes and it goes and it, like you were busy, you were doing stuff, but at the end of the day, nothing you did create anything tangible that's going to move you closer to your goals. Mm-hmm. The other side of that is, um, you know, I did construction, um, like both road and residential construction when I was in high school. Um, and you really learn the difference between being productive mm. and being busy there. I bet. You can't be busy. Right. Because at the end of the day, you have to walk away, look back at what you did. That's what's amazing about that profession is every day you walk away, you're like, look at what I built. Was It wasn't there before and now it is. It is. That's being productive. You are... You are um, able, productive, like produce, active, like you're mm-hmm. actively producing stuff. You're making stuff. Like, um, it, it, I think, I think productivity actually, I think the word stems somewhere along the lines from the produce actually, like growing crops. Oh, interesting. Um, Never thought of that. I don't know that for a fact, but I just kind of thought it's true that. now. I mean, yes, because you said it on the internet. It's internet true. <laughs> um, but that to me is what it is. It's like at the end of the day, are you producing things? Are you creating things that are moving towards your goals and not just spinning your wheels? Right. So obviously the, the follow-up, the obvious follow-up question to that is how do you know, or how do you set those overarching one-year, et cetera, goals? Oh, um, yeah. And, and uh, I know one thing that you've done for a long time, at least for the last couple of years, um, is something that you sort of, I think you've referred to it as the excellent life organizer mm-hmm. or organized. I forget how you mm-hmm. put it, but um, yes, yes. <laughs> both. Um, and I, and let's maybe walk through that a little bit because I feel like we've, you've mentioned it before and people yeah. always ask questions, but we never like stop for five minutes and say, well, what does, what does that actually mean? Um, and, and within that, I know a big part of that is to be able to identify what are the, what are the real targets, which you're, which you're trying to move towards. Yeah, that's, um, yes, that's, and that's the starting spot. Yeah. So, um, what I use is a thing that I call the excellent life organizer. It's a thing I created with one of my buddies and it's just a spreadsheet. It's a shared Google doc that we, but, um, over the time we've fancied it up a little bit and there's a scoring system to it. Um, there's categories and there's, you get month to month and week to week points. And, but what the, the, the details don't matter as much as the conceptualization right. of what this thing is. I, it's, it's an, it's a way to begin with the end in mind and then bring your the moment to move you closer towards the end. Now, that that's uh, that's a very political way of saying nothing. Right? <laughs> but what I mean by that is, what what do you want out of your life? Really, it's like excellent life organized. So, what do you want? What does an excellent life mean to you? We're gonna. Does it mean that you want to have a life of leisure, be able to live on the islands? Does it mean that you want to earn, you know, ten million dollars? Does it mean you want to open up multiple businesses? Does it mean that you want to um, become a professional athlete, a musician? Does it mean that you want balance in your life? Does it mean you want singular focus and be remembered as the great? Does so? You begin with the end in mind. What is the goal that you want? 
And then from there, you back into it in these step-by-step processes of what is it going to look like in three to five years? What's going to look like in one year? Okay, to accomplish that one-year goal. What's going to look like this quarter? And to accomplish that one quarter, what do I need to accomplish this week and today? Mm -hmm. And basically, the way I've done it and the way I am a balanced guy, I I find whatever it is, you're looking for fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Everybody should be searching for fulfillment in their lives. Meaning when they're on their deathbed, they look back and said, I lived the life I wanted to live. And here's the deal is like, it's, it's within everybody's grasp. We got to start realizing that we are not living in this box where the goal is not to bump into the walls. The goal is to push the walls and find which ones move. So you can find an exit over there to get into the life you want to live. We are not mice in a rat on a rat wheel or in a maze trying to just like make our way through it. We can pop our head up above and be like, ha, huh, we're in a maze. Let's stop living in the maze. Let's <laughs> hop over that wall and look at the green pasture over there. Mm-hmm. Like that's a really empowering paradigm shift of like, we do not need to live inside the confines. It's one of these things that like we've talked about before. People are like, okay, circle of control. Let's find out what we control. Ignore the other stuff. But like the weather, we can't control the weather. It's like, yes, you can. If you hate the weather, move to San Diego. If you hate the sun, move to, you know. London. <laughs> great. Move to London. Exactly. <laughs> so you have, con- like there's places that have the weather you want. It's like you can control that to a certain extent, right? right? Obviously you can't control if a hurricane comes through and you live in paradise, whatever it is. But let's start to realize that you can move and shake and don't be a slave to life. You own your life. Take ownership of it and move it around. So this Excellent Life Organizer does just that. So the way I've structured it is I'm looking for balance in my life. So I've kind of divided up into five different categories. Um, My saying is I want to um, live, love, lead, learn, and leave a legacy. So of each of those five things, I have five measurables that I'm going to accomplish every single week. So um, something like learn. So in my learn category, I have things like um, read a research article, mm-hmm. um, meet with an expert, um, listen to a podcast, things like that. In my love category, it has a lot of things to do with my family. It's like call my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. It's be home at six o'clock every night. It's um, have dinner with the family. It's um, go to kids, all the kids games and stuff like that. It's all these little checkpoints along the way so that make sure that we are putting our first things first so we don't get caught in the busy work, Mm -hmm. the wheels start spinning and we wake up 20 years later and be like, what the hell happened? Right. You know, I know I I built this amazing business, but my health is in shambles. my, My relationships are in shambles and I didn't mean for that to happen at all. It's so easy to get there. Yeah. Unless... You literally compartmentalize and say, this is what I want out of my life, and this is what I need to do today to get us there. Um, how would you recommend somebody, uh, regardless of what the, it looks like, whether it looks like your spreadsheet mm-hmm. and whatnot, where, is, where did you, like, what was step one in whatever the road led you to? Was it thinking about, like, okay, I want, I want balance in my life and what does that mean? And then continuing sort of down that road. Like where would you suggest somebody begin yeah, to, to think about that? It's a good question because the vehicle doesn't matter, right? Whether right. it's a Google spreadsheet or Empty you create an app or, or a yeah. notebook or a daily stoic journal or whatever, or like on your phone, notes yep. on your phone, it doesn't really matter. What matters is um, starting yeah. and taking action. Um, so the way I would start with this is to find to begin with the end in mind and what on your deathbed, you say, I live the life I want to live because dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. What is the dot, dot, dot? Mm-hmm. Because I became famous. Because I 
um, had a great relationship with my life, wife because I raised amazing kids, because I um, um, achieved every business goal I had, whatever it is. Yep. So figure out what that is and then go at those and then figure out, it's like anything else we talk about in sports. Like when I coach athletes, it's like, okay, we want to um, perform at our peak. What's that look like? Well, we want to really excel in conditioning, strength, um, and skills. Okay. Inside of those, what are the things that matter? Okay. Skills. We have handstand push-ups, muscle-ups, walking on your hands, pistols. Okay. To get those, what do we need? Okay. We need to be able to do 15 unbroken muscle-ups. We need to be able to walk on our hands for 150 feet unbroken. We you just break it down in the process of, yep. okay. So if we need to do that on um, this quarter, where do we need to be for the muscle-ups? Okay. It's, we need to be able to do this. Okay. To get there, what do we have to do today? Mm-hmm. And then you're able to like check boxes, be like, we did it today. And, and that, now- the, the breaking it down into, into, uh, going from complex to simple the the simple is what sort of the the excellent life organized thing is right it keeps you on track exactly it's it's a it's a trackable thing that you can because what happens is if you if you don't do that literally i mean it happens to me all the time where like you you get off track a little bit because you get pulled into a project or you get lazy or because um there's this distraction or whatever it might be and all of a sudden you're like oh my god like i I haven't called my mom in three weeks. Right. Like, what the hell? Right. Well, this... This is a check against that. It's a check against yeah, that. Against and you life, just create... Life basically, create over. yourself a little checklist. Now, mm-hmm. here's the thing with the... Um, kind of a caution against that is you have to... You can't go with, like, everything. You can't yeah. put everything on this list, right? Because <laughs> yeah. it'll take you forever. You'll never do it. Yeah. And I really like the um, like the Warren Buffett story about how to, how to become productive. Like, mm-hmm. how to become... Achieve your goals and... Um, there's a story about he's, um, his pilot, um, finally gets the, the, you know, if it's private plane or whatever it was, finally gets up the, uh, the, the gall to like, you know, Mr. Buffett, could you give me some advice on how to achieve my goals? And he says, yeah, write down the, write down 25 business goals you have for yourself, 25 business goals. So he sends them off. He thinks long and hard about it. He comes back on the next flight. He's like, I created the 25 goals. And Warren Buffett says, that's fantastic. Now what you do is circle the top five most important. Sends him off. He thinks real hard about it. Comes back after a lot of hard work and hard decisions. Comes back and says, okay, I've, I've circled those top five. And Mr. Buffett, I don't want to call Mr. Buffett. Warren Buffett, <laughs> Warren Buffett says, um, great. Now just, what do you think I want you to do? Mm-hmm. He says, I think you want me to really focus on those top five that I said are the most important. Those are my priorities. Yep. He said, absolutely. And what are you going to do with the other 20? He said, well, I'll work on those in between in my spare time. Maybe I have to, and that's where he cut him off and said, wrong. The other 20 are now, you have two lists. You have the five and you have the 20. And the 20 are your avoid at all cost list. Hmm. You can only do so much, right? And I'm a guy with balance. I'm a balance guy. Like mm-hmm. I want balance in my life. I want it in my. I want to be able to be successful in my family. I want to be successful in my business. I want to be successful in my health, in my relationships, um, and my coaching. If you call that different than business, mm-hmm. that's a lot. Yeah. Like I, that's a lot. That's five things to me to add on four, five more of those. Like it just, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And when I talk with people that want to be world class elite, the best that they ever have, Katrin. You know, if you want to be the fittest person that's ever walked on the planet Earth, literally, that's what her goal is. She's got one. Mm-hmm. Like, like family takes the back. She's got like, okay, write down the 25. Now circle the one. Now avoid the other 24 at all costs. Yeah. 
to be world-class, the best ever at what you do. That's what it takes. And that's why people like Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan, they're not like the, they don't have the balance in their lives that other people have. Mm-hmm. You know, I want that. I don't want to get to the point where I put my head down, work my tail off to create this business, and in five years, I come up and I'm like, then I'll, then I'll, then I'll create, then I'll have my balance, and I'll have achieved what I want to do. Because yep. I know one thing will happen and the other thing might happen. The one thing that will happen is I'm going to get addicted to the grind mm-hmm. and I'm going to uh, chase achievement. I, you don't become satisfied when you hit that threshold you think. That's not where your happiness lies. You look for the next threshold. So it's going to be a continuing moving target and I'll become addicted to it. The second thing is the things I sacrifice along the way might not be there in five years. Right. So there's that saying, um, which imagine life is... Um, um, every role in your life is um, um, represented by a ball. Mm-hmm. And you have your faith, your family, your your career, your health, um, and your friendships. Um, each one of those is represented by a ball. And the goal is to juggle all five of those balls in the air at once. What you realize, though, is that all of those balls are made of glass. And if you drop one of them, it may be scuffed, it may be chipped, it may be cracked, it might be shattered right? And the you, you can't let any of those drop, except potentially the one called career, because that one's made of rubber. And if you fall back off of that, it can come back. Mm-hmm. But if you put everything you have in a career, everything you sacrifice, and you're only you're only sleeping four hours a, a night, and you're, you're a Silicon Valley guy, right? Yep. And then you're starting, you're working the 20 hour days, you're you're eating like crap, you're not exercising, you're not sleeping, you're not seeing your family. You've sacrificed all those other things. Your career's taken off, but you might have shattered all the other ones. Mm-hmm. You might and get sick. You can't put them back together. You can't put those ones back together. Potentially. Yeah, potentially right? Right. You might not be able to put those ones back together. They might be scuffed. They might be cracked. They might be, They're altered in some way. Yes. <laughs> but the career one, like if you lose your job, if you have a career shift, if you your business gets sold, whatever it is... Um. You can lay it on your feet. Mm-hmm. You can figure it out. Okay, so let's take it from that sort of that high level thinking about what um, sort of what it means to to put first things first um, into something a little bit maybe a little bit more practical, a little bit more um, sort of in the, in the weeds. Which is, uh, I have seen your calendar before. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that it's something that uh, isn't taken lightly, uh, and I'm curious. Do you do you how do you think about your calendar? How do you, how, um, how do you, how have you come to think about your calendar in terms of what does each day look like and how do you, uh, make sure that you're doing the things that you need to be doing? I, I think I look at my calendar the way a, um, equities trader would look at like, um, trend analysis or Mm -hmm. like, uh, earnings per share or whatever the hell they look at. It's something that I'm like, I in, I invest my time and energy into. I believe that my biggest responsibility is um, as a profession, I think I trade time. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I do. I think I, and you could substitute um, energy or efforts or focus or whatever you want there. But what, my, my where am I putting my focus? I like to say... Um, you know, when I'm working with my athletes, whatever we focus on, whatever we put time into, we're going to improve 
dramatically in that. If we want to get better at handstand push-ups, if we focus on handstand push-ups, I have the confidence that we're going to get drastically better at that. So it's one of those things like if I, what am I going to put my time into? If I put my time into it, it's going to get real, it's going to get, it's going to flourish, it's going to get a lot better. And if I don't put time into it, it's not going to, it's Mm -hmm. going to wither and potentially die. Mm -hmm. So when I look at my calendar and I spend a lot of time trying to prioritize what goes in there, um, I have to start with the first things, first thing, the most important things first. So tactically, what I'm actually doing is I schedule, I use a Google calendar and what I've heard of this Google before. Yes. The Google, I use the Google machine (laughs) um, and I put in all of the repeating um, things um, that are going to have on, you know, on repeat calendar, like weekly or daily that um, are part of my day regardless. So for an example, um, I coach the 8.30 class every day. So that's just uh, that's an obvious one that's just in my calendar every day. Yep. I work out every day at 6.30. That is in my calendar and nothing takes it over. Like it doesn't get removed for anything. Um, I have, um, so those are like the, the two things that are like just set in stone. Mm-hmm. Then I have um, my meetings. So I have this podcast mm-hmm. every um, Tuesday at one o'clock. We do this podcast. So that's in there. And then there's the other appointments that I have, whether it's a, um, um, a chiropractic thing or it's a meeting with my coaches that are just set in stone. Yep. So this is the obvious ones, right? Yep. Like everyone should have that. And yep. it's like, they just there. Those don't get moved at all. The other thing I do is the next thing I do is I create time for the things that are going to get walked on if I don't create time for them. So things like um, one Friday a month, I block it off to meet with one of my friends to talk about business development. Every so even though maybe in the future you don't know exactly what restaurant or which friend it's blocked off. It's blocked off there, and you know that yes, that's what it, it will be filled at some point. Yes, yep. I have a lunch every uh, about every two three weeks with a friend that we um, do more business development stuff, and that's blocked off. I don't know where we're going, but that's blocked off as well. Mm-hmm. Then I have um, things like. Um, um, athlete development. So programming for my athletes, um, looking through their progressions, um, all that, that's blocked off. So that's something that like, as a person with no requirements for how I spend my time at all, like yourself, Mm -hmm. it's one of the things that like I have to put in. Otherwise the phone call happens, social media happens. Um, the person walking to my office happens. I need to want to go in. Like I want to, there's a lot of things that will come and override that. Then I have um, my own space for each one for business development. So um, things like, um, um, should we be looking on a growth opportunity? Should we just uh, should we be? We just recently bought the building that the gym is in. What should we be doing with that in terms yeah. of meeting with the town, the landscape, the growth opportunities, the restructuring, the classes, all that type of stuff? Um, and then I have set open times that I allow people to come in for meeting time Mm -hmm. and that's the flex time Mm -hmm. um the other really important thing i've found at reading um i i I reinforced and reinforced uh especially through uh i say george or greg mccown's greg mccown's essentialism is creating buffers so what i'll do is if i have a so for example this thursday i have an appointment at a, um, a medical office for which we should talk about sometimes. This is amazing. It's called LDA. It's low dose allergen shots. Mm-hmm. And I'll, we'll talk about something. Okay, it's cool. amazing. Never heard of that. Um, basically, it'll cure every... Uh, we'll talk about it. Okay. Gonna... <laughs> it'll cure every... No, I'm not yeah. going to talk about it now. 
<laughs> Crazy. So anyway, that's a half hour away. Yep. So instead of putting in my calendar that I have this appointment at 3.30, I put in that I have it at 3.30, but for the 45 minutes before, I put commute. Mm-hmm. Even though I, it only takes 20 minutes to drive there, yep. I block out 45 minutes beforehand to commute there. That way, if everything goes well and I'd sit there, and when I get there, I can do some sort of thing on my phone, an email or social media post or something like that. But worst case, like I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm yeah, going to be stuck in traffic. Exactly. So I create these buffers in between. So meetings don't run end to end. There's a space in between all of them. And for this podcast, we just recently got yes. good at that. It's yeah. all work in progress, right? Yeah. Like I'm not a rock star at any of this stuff. I'm mm-hmm. constantly trying to learn and develop. Um, but I'm a lot better now than I was five years ago. And I hope in five years from now, I'm a lot better than I am today. Yeah. It seems to be a very, um, a very proactive approach to a day or a week or a month than a reactive approach. So sort of back to the original thing we talked about where it can be easy to fill your calendar with um, things that you're reacting to, you know, whether it's it's you spend two hours answering emails, yeah. none of which really get you too right. much further. Um, so that's or, what fills in the blanks. Yeah. So in the spaces between all that stuff, that's where I'll check my email. Mm-hmm. That's where I'll um, jump on social media. That's where I'll have a conversation with somebody on the side. That's where I'll have the water cooler, you know, that type of thing. Um, but what we're doing is we're plugging in the things that are going to move me towards my goals, business development, athlete development, um, health, um, the, this, the podcast, all those things that are like set, meeting with my friends to work on business development, all those things are set. And then the other stuff fills in behind it. It's, I'm going to butcher this, trying to restate it, but, um, Stephen Covey, I think in first things first goes into, so he wrote seven habits. Yep. He also wrote a book called first things first, which is one of the habits. He wrote a whole book on one of the habits mm-hmm. and he talks about the different iterations. I think it's him, the different iterations of time management. Um, it starts with, um, People that just like get pulled in every direction. They wake up and um, they brush their teeth and they start cooking their eggs and they're on the phone and they're um, getting their kids dressed and they have the TV on in the background and they're they're just kind of like haphazardly doing things as they go. Mm -hmm. And that's step one. Step two is creating to-do lists. Like I need to do this today. Step three uh, is some sort of like a prioritized list, I think, on a weekly basis. And step four is beginning with the end in mind. How do I back into this? And that's where it's like all of a sudden now you have freedom and you know your creativity can flow and all the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the things that that if you wouldn't if you didn't set up your days and your weeks like that, um, that might show up and. Uh, throw a sort of throw a monkey wrench into your into your sort of long term plans, um, and so what I'm thinking about is uh, what maybe we can call time wasters, mm-hmm. right? Or time sucks, whatever you want to call it. Um, where do you see those time sucks um, showing up? What form do they show up? How do you make sure that you you outside of the calendar? How do you make sure you're combating against okay. whatever those so, things are. I love this and it extends beyond kind of this productivity talk. It talk it extends into like people like, I don't have the time to. Right? People say yeah. so um like Heather, my wife, um, goes crazy when she hears her father say, like, I would get in shape, but I don't have the time to do that. Like the dude is retired mm-hmm. um and plays solitaire for like without exaggerating, you know, like a couple hours a day. Mm-hmm. Um so Here's, there's way more, everyone has 24 hours in a day. Now you could take, to get more done, you could do, in my take, you do 
one of probably a few different approaches. The first one is if you want to get more done, you take the Elon Musk approach, which is you just work more. So instead of working 40 hours a week, you don't work, the really productive people work 80 hours a week. Well, his, he works 100 hours a week. That's like, if you're working five days a week, that's 20 hours a day, right? That's insane. If you're working seven days a week, it's like whatever that works out to, 17 hours a day. I haven't done the math, but 17 hours a day of work, seven days a week. You haven't taken a shower, gone to the bathroom, cooked food, commuted, or anything yet. So that's like, that's the one approach. That's like the workaholic. That's the um, drive towards greatness. That's the no balance. That's one approach. If you want to get more done, you can do that. That's not my approach. The other approach is um, kind of what we talked about already, which is you begin with the end in mind, you back your way into it. Let's create first things first and all the rest. And then you create the buffers and you create some freedom and some other time and you can do it that way. The other way is you just eliminate the time sucks, Mm -hmm. which is what you're talking about. And people are like, well, I don't waste any time. Well, the average American... And it depends on what you look up. But the average American, some people say it's five and a half. Some people say it's four and a half. Some people say it's like 3.8. But according to, I think it's Wikipedia, says that the average American watches uh, close to five hours of television a day. Yeah, that's crazy. That's So that's insane. Five times seven is 35. That's that's. An entire, you are not getting paid to watch television. That's an entire work week people are spending yeah. watching TV. That's a huge time suck. It's a huge... So again, like busy versus productive, right? So like that's a enormous, really easy one. Now to the credit, um, the younger generation, the 20-year-olds watch way, way less than the older generation. The older generation, the people in their 60s watch way more than that, upwards of almost double. It's like six or seven hours. Whereas the younger generation is only watching like two or three. But (laughs) dot, 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 they're spending way more time on screens, on social media and the other stuff. So um, first place I would go towards is TV because it's the easiest thing in the world. Um, We, in my family, we don't, the TV um, does not go on during the week at all period we don't watch tv at like literally at all period unless um it's monday night or friday night or thursday night football <laughs> yeah. um we like to watch football and um on the weekends mm-hmm. the kid the on the weekends the kids wake up to cart saturday morning cartoons you know paw patrol and blaze and all that stuff now no idea what those are but one you day will because you have an infant right. you'll, you'll know within the next two years <laughs> yeah. for sure um so during the weekends we watch tv um during the week nothing at all except for monday night or thursday night football mm-hmm. and then if the Bruins are in the playoffs or something like that. We watch some sports. Um, From there, it's um, the other screen time. So the the, um, kids on social media. So here's like a hack and if parents want to do this and they should do it themselves. Everybody should go through this exercise. So I'm going to say it slowly. If you go, if you have an, I don't even know how to do it on an iPhone. Um, If you go on your iPhone, you go into settings and you click on battery. Um, It'll, a screen will pop up, scroll down to the bottom and it will say, how much um, all the different apps that you use and what percentage of battery all of those use. That's not the interesting point. If you flip it over to time, so instead of percentage of battery, flip over to actual time, it'll tell you how much time you spent. You can do it in 24 or less week. How much time have you spent in the last week on different apps? And it is shocking. Mm-hmm. It is, I don't think I spend that much time on things. 
and I spend like three or four hours a week on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm the guy that feels like I don't spend any time on it. <laughs> we, like my daughter, um, spends closer to 10, 11, or 12 hours on social, on Instagram, and then they'll do another three or four on Snapchat. Um, now, there is a caveat to this, which is if your business is tied to it. So in my business is I, um, like Katrin. Mm-hmm. Katrin, a lot of her, she's a personal brand. So she spends hot north of 10 hours a week, but... I would I would give an I would give an asterisk next to that yeah. for sure. My daughter in high school, now in college, no no no, there's no passes for that yeah. one, right? Yeah. And for Snapchat, there's no pass for that. One. Total time sucks. At the end of your life, you get no credit for being on social media. Like you're not gonna be, you're not gonna look back and be like, you know, fulfilled life. Yes, I had a great family, I had a great business. I, you know, I was healthy, and thank God I spent 15 hours a week on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work that yeah. way. Um, one thing just to add to that, cause we've talked about that a little bit before. And after we did the first time <clears throat> I found an app called moment that effectively, like it does the thing that you're explaining or that you're talking about, but then it actually shows you sort of a tracks over time. So you can oh, see your trends. Super cool. Like if you, you know, so I spent, quarter, I spent 15 hours the first week, 12 yeah. the next week, nine, the next exactly. time see so yeah, I'm making progress. And it actually, it'll, it'll prompt you to like, you've been on your phone too much today or stuff like so that. We've so we've actually done this in family meetings. Yeah. Where we're like, okay, buddy, pull out your phones. Yeah. And let's go see and go around the circle and tell how much time you said on Instagram. Yeah. And that so lasted three weeks. That lasted three Instagram. weeks. Yeah. yeah. Instagram, they figured it out, right? Yeah. They know like the dopamine response and how to get you to that hormonal, like, I want more. I want to see the likes. I want to see the next screen, the instant gratification. Mm-hmm. They're smart. Mm-hmm. They're really smart. Um, so the to me, the big ones for time wasters is um, TV, social. You can lump that all together in terms of screens. And the other one is um, commuting. Mm. So people lose a lot of their life um, driving to and from places. Now, some of that might be outside of your control. Again, I don't think it is. I think you can change that and move. I think you can relocate. I think you can work from home. Don't You're not a slave to the world. The world is a slave to you. You can control it. You can mold it. It's a ball of clay. But let's say in the short term, you are commuting so the average um the average commuter in boston commutes uh 29 minutes Mm -hmm. which is an hour a day but to and from so 29 minutes to work 20 minutes from work that's an hour a day essentially what you could do every single day is instead of listening to sports radio or top 40 or that talk show is you could take a college course every single day you could be taking a college course if you did that five days a week that's more than what a college course is. That's five credits, essentially. That's, most college credits are like four hours mm-hmm. a week or something. You could do more than that. But it's a matter of choosing to be productive rather than reactionary. And what I really want to do, I just want to zone out. I just want to like listen to junk. I just want to listen to gossip on the radio. I want to like be entertained by um, the music. I want to just like listen to what's happening in the sports world. I just want to, it's pushing that aside instead reading some nonfiction, taking, uh, literally taking a e-course that mm-hmm. is an audio file that you can listen to. Yep. You can create, if you did that, it's that law of marginal gains, right? It's the aggregation of marginal gains where if you did that over the course of a month, if you chose, if I, if you chose to um, better yourself by, you know, listening to some sort of like productive nonfiction, like uh, whether it's you're going to learn a marketing course mm-hmm. and I choose to, um, listen to sports radio. After a difference of a month, w- there's no difference between the two of us. 
over the course of six months, now you're on course number three or four, and I really know what the batting average is of the Los Angeles <laughs> Angels. <laughs> yeah. Um, there might be a little bit of difference. Yeah. Over six years, we are now in a different spot. We are like imagine two twins that decide to do this. It's by the way, it's the same way that like health works. Mm-hmm. At three o'clock, one twin, right? Same genetics, and they're working the same place, doing all the same stuff. One twin goes for the cookie jar, the other twin decides to go. Um, have an apple mm-hmm. or even better, like go down the stairs, go to the local farmer's market, buy an apple, walk back. Like over the course of a month, no change over the course of six months, maybe mm-hmm. six years, they're different people. Mm-hmm. So if you eliminate screen time, both through social and through, forget eliminate, if you reduce, reduce right? Yeah. Like you don't have to be a robot. <clears throat> uh, but if you drastically reduce those two things, you know, try and cut it back from, you know, 11 hours on Instagram to three. And trying to cut it back from the 35 hours of TV to six. Well, you just create a whole nother work week. You could open up a side business. And now if your commute, your commute becomes productive, well, you just changed everything. Yep. Like you, the amount of stuff that you're going to learn and grow from and become over the next course of the next one, three, five, six years, you, you can't compete with your other former self. Yeah. Your other, I should say your other former self couldn't compete with that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. All that being said, what are some of your favorite ways to waste time <laughs> <laughs> or maybe better said, what are some things okay. that you, other, so you mentioned football or you know, yeah, so I, sport, like we watch sports, yeah. um, mostly on the weekends. Thank God. Like that's when football is. Um, but again, like, uh, you know, we watch, we watch sports, um, other um, time sucks that I'll do. Time wasters is um, I do I I do do Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's always funny when we put two do do. two do's together. Um, but I do Instagram. Um, my business is there, and I get sucked into other stuff. Um, what I do though is I try and give myself an audit. Um, whereas where every month or two I just go into my list of things that I'm following, and I try and keep it underneath a hundred. Mm. So. Because I would like to go through until it says you are now caught up. <laughs> I really like to do that. Yeah. I like to be caught up. It's yep. another way that you've got your hooks. You follow two thousand. <laughs> so if I'm following fourteen hundred people, yeah. like there's no way I'm going to do that. So um, I keep it. I try to keep it hundred. I think right now, actually, I'll just pull up my phone. Yeah. Actually, do this. I'm going to do it right now because um, I've been following a bunch more. Because I'll tell you what my next time suck is. Um, I'm at one oh one. One one, so I try to keep it under hundred. Awesome. Um, and the reason I'm I'm kind of close to that, I was at like eighty seven. Is my next time suck? Is is I like? It's <laughs> quite a pause. <laughs> uh, because I'm realizing as I'm saying it that I do watch TV besides uh, sports. Yeah. Um, if Heather's out with the girls or something, I'm babysitting. I watch nature shows with the kids. So like National Geographic, like um, Planet Earth, Blue Planet, um, the dude with the the British accent that's so good at narrating it. Um, I just, I love that stuff mm-hmm. where they show like the school of fish getting attacked by <laughs> the dolphins and the swordfish and the tuna. And then the, the birds come in and, um, or they'll show like, you know, the, the mountain goats running away from, uh, the snow leopards in the, the mountains of the, the Himalayas. So that's a that's a time suck for me, but I have, to, I kind of, but think you, it's, but you, it's interesting cause you actually, you do it with your kids. So it's. Actually not. If my kids weren't there, I would still do it. Okay. So I'm trying to give you credit. But, yeah, you know. no, I, would, I love it. I really like it a lot. Awesome. Um, so I watch nature shows and that's what I, that's why I'm following. I'm following like um, places. I follow um, 
um, our planet. I'm following like National Geographic. I'm following this new one called Nature is Metal. It's like M E T A L. Like metal, M-E-D- like like metal, like like uh, like metal, like uh, like hard rock. Okay, like gotcha. um, in terms of like it's like how animals kill other animals. <laughs> And it's like, I've never seen this on Instagram, but they put up a filter over it. Yeah, if it's sensitive, if people have have complained about it. Yes. So you have to click on it. And it's like, those are the ones that you're like, holy shit. It'll be like a lion, like eating, like an, like those ones I can't do, but most of them are like pretty cool. Yeah. Joe Um, Rogan posts a lot of that or posts uh, that stuff like that often. So, um, so that's a big one. So sports, um, and nature shows. Mm -hmm. I like looking at like places and stuff like that. Um, that's it. I'm, yeah. I can't, I, what, what do you do for time wasters? Maybe you can uh, like, maybe you can very, post very similar. I think I probably watch a little bit more TV than that. Um, I try to stay off social, but that some days are better than I'm others. addicted to social. Yeah. I know it's because my business yeah. pulled me into it. Yeah. If I wasn't, I, I hate being addicted to things. So if it weren't for my business, I would cut it, cut it off. I would just totally cut it. Yeah. And I would love to live, free from it yeah. Um, because I know I'm addicted to it. Yeah. Like before I go to bed at night, I have to scroll and get caught up. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. Yeah. We've talked about a little bit. I think I probably pay more attention to the news than is truly useful. Mm. Um, I think that that's one thing that if I can catch myself, I'll, I'll recognize yeah. it. Um, but sort of at the end of the day, I sometimes find myself just like doing that for 30 minutes before bed. Um, yeah. I've tried really hard to like... um to turn um, my entertainment into education. Yeah, that's exactly. I, th- I think that's a really um, profound shift for a lot of people is if you can, because um, I love what I do. I really, really love it. If I was a computer programmer and I had to learn about, oh man, forget it. I'm making him say it. <laughs> <laughs> DOS? I don't even know. Like, is that something? <laughs> Maybe in the 90s. Yeah, that's, that's why yeah. I took computer programming was yeah. in college. Um, so if I had to learn that stuff, yeah. um, I would hate education i would hate yeah. it but because i love what i do yeah. it doesn't um, feel like work it doesn't feel like work so i've just yeah. turned it into so like i'll watch a documentary like hero dreams of sushi yep. like and that's amazing about this entrepreneur who he's the best in the world at what he does like that's fascinating to me yep. i'll read a I'll, I'll watch a movie like fed up about the nutrition I'll, it's fascinating to me i'll watch like the new zealand all blacks and like so that's not a time waster because i then use that yeah. literally the next day in my business about like you know i'll read about um I'll, I'll I'll read about um, Bezos and you know how he's created Amazon and I love that and like I read about Steve Jobs and watch like I'll watch a movie um, um, Jobs yep. or you know and yep. to me that's like I'm entertained but I'm I just I love that and um, to the point where like I can't um, I know other people love them I can't do superhero movies mm, at all me neither I just can't I can't do them because it's fantasy to me yeah. and I can't maybe I'm just not I don't understand it enough because I know some people are really into it and they draw the parallels to real life and they do it. Um, I'm not creative enough, I guess, or to, it's or invested enough to be able to do that. Um, if it can't move me forward, I just don't get that entertained by it mm-hmm. to a point where um, if a movie isn't really funny, if it's just sort of funny, I can't, I can't watch it. Mm-hmm. I can't like, um, I can't get through it because yep. I'm like, I'm wasting my time here. Yeah. Here's the thing is like, I, I talk about like, I feel like I'm trading time. I say that for a real reason because I'm 41 years old. The average male American lives to 78. That means I have, so you 31 years left. Well, no, 37 years left. 37 years left. I have 37 years left. If, that sounds like a long time until you say it like this. 
I have 37 summers left. Hmm. Yep. Like what? So what am I going to do this summer? Because I only have 36 after that. And I only have 37 winters left. Okay, what am I going to do this winter? Because I only have that many left. Well, all of a sudden, then you become like, crunch time becomes right. really yeah. quick. There's 84,000 seconds in a day. How are you using up these couple hundred? Because after a while, this one's gone. Mm-hmm. And you only have 365 of those till that summer is gone. Now you're moving on. Like, I, Heather really drilled this into me early in our marriage. Not personally, sit me down, but yeah. like... Um, the, every day had to matter. Every day had to matter. You make every day matter. Where you get to the end and you're like, that was a great day. Mm. Like, you have to be able to do that. Yep. And she'll look and like, she'll like, if there's, um, you know, a conflict of schedule, it's like life or death for her. It's like a huge event. If, um, our family can't be together at one of our kids' games. It's like, what, she's like, what are we going to do? Like, (laughs) how do we do this? Like, what are we going to do? Or if one of us has to travel and the other person isn't going with them, it's like, how do we figure, like, how do we figure this out? It's like, because she realizes how important and magnified today is. Mm -hmm. It's all that matters. And this is if I live average. So I hope I live longer. I hope Mm -hmm. that my health and my lifestyle gets me to longer than that. But I can't, I should also assume that like there's the bus or there's the thing that I don't see that's going to hit me, yep. and it might be way less than that. Yeah, it like it just makes every moment matter so much. And if you think about that, like, why am I going to let today skip away? Prioritize everything so you're accomplishing. When you get to that day where it says this is the end of your life, look back. How'd you do? You don't know when that's going to happen. You got to be like, yes, fulfillment. Got it because I did this every day. Let us end it there. Cool. Thanks, Pat. Thank you. On the next episode of Chasing Excess. But what we are doing is we are, um, throughout the year, constant. Every day, every train day is a day for us to hone in and practice our nutrition. And we talk about it. Just search for Chasing Excellence wherever you listen to your podcasts or on YouTube. And thanks. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.